You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. I have a phenomenal Locked On Kings podcast for you here on this Wednesday. Head coach of the Iowa State Cyclones men's basketball team, Steve Prohm, will join me. Of course, Tyrese Halliburton played two years for Iowa State before being drafted by the Sacramento Kings, number 12 overall this past year. Coach Prohm is going to share with us Tyrese's journey through Iowa State, the recruiting process, his thoughts on Tyrese's success at the NBA level, and so much more. It's a phenomenal interview. You're going to want to listen to every single second of it on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings both as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist. And it's days like today that I get so fired up to host this podcast. This is the exclusive content that you will not get anywhere else. So excited to hear from head coach Steve Prohm here today. I think you're going to love everything that he has to say. If you're not already a fan of Tyrese Halliburton, you definitely will be after this interview. And on top of that, you might quickly become an Iowa State basketball fan. I know I have. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Iowa State men's basketball head coach Steve Prohm. Tyrese Halliburton was just named the Western Conference Rookie of the Month, his first month in the NBA. He has been impressive, to say the least here, making a lot of fans in Sacramento. But his journey to the NBA went through Iowa State, and he played for head coach Steve Prohm with the Cyclones. And Coach Prohm is nice enough to join us here on the Locked on Kings podcast today to tell us a little bit about Tyrese's journey through Iowa State to Sacramento to where he's been tearing it up with the Kings. Coach Prohm, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here on Locked on Kings. Hope you are well. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, Excited for Tyrese's success so far and uh, excited to be on with you today. Well, Coach, let me ask you first, were you surprised going back to draft night to see Tyrese fall all the way to 12? Because we certainly were here in SAC. Uh, not really from behind the scenes. You know, I was talking with Tyrese uh, a couple of days prior, talking with his agent uh, the day or two uh, leading up to the draft, the day of the draft. And, um, you know, there's some dominoes that need to fall uh, certain ways. And there's some, I think, some certain places that, you know, Tyrese thought were good fits for him. And, and obviously Sacramento was was one of those. And, uh, you know, one thing that I think people ask me is could him and De'Aaron Fox play together? And, I thought that they would be a perfect match uh, just because Tyrese can play with or without the ball. And, um, you know, playing with some older experienced guys is huge for him as he, you know, makes his way into the NBA uh, this year as a rookie. And so I I thought it was a great fit. And I think he thought the same thing um, from behind the scenes and and it worked out perfect. And I think it's a win-win for both uh, the organization and for Tyrese. 
What's funny is Tyrese, from the very beginning, from when we first talked to him after being drafted, and he said over and over again over the last couple of months that Sacramento wanted him, and that was a a big reason for why he wanted to go to Sacramento. He thought it was a perfect fit, uh, like you said, and that meant a lot to him. Was it a similar process in recruiting Tyrese to bring him uh, to Iowa State, that, that mutual desire for opportunity to work together? Uh, I think so. Uh, I think so. We, um, you know, we recognized Tyrese as a junior and I watched him play going into his junior year that summer. Uh, and, and he, you know, he was young then and, and, you know, kind of thin and lanky. And so we kind of kept him on our radar and then going into his senior year, uh, that summer, uh, we saw him in the last recruiting period and, you know, we watched him and our staff watched him and, you know, after really putting our eyes on him again, we knew he was a no-brainer and somebody we had to have. And so we kind of put the full-court press on. And, you know, Nebraska was recruiting him really, really hard. And then, you know, then a lot of mid-majors. Um, I think us in Nebraska were the ones that, at this level, that really put, you know, kind of a full-court press on him. And I think uh, he had some um, familiarity with our program uh, just because of success that this program's had over the years, you know, going back, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years of guys from Wisconsin, guys from around his, you know, home area. And then his AAU coach, uh, you know, prior to Tyrese, had coached other guys, uh, Deontay Garrett, Deontay Burton, that had a lot of success here as well. And, you know, and then we'd had a lot of success with point guards and uh, guards. We've had some really good guards come through here, and I've coached some really good guards over the years. Uh, I think both sides thought it was a great fit. And, he was phenomenal, uh, had a phenomenal freshman year, second in the country, assist to turnover ratio. And, you know, obviously, unfortunately, sophomore year got cut short. But, um, you know, we knew then that, that he was headed headed in your way. The, going back to the recruiting process of Halliburton, what is it that impressed you the most about him? From the Sacramento perspective, we heard a lot about, and he's talked a lot about the fact that his dad made him watch film instead of cartoons as a kid, and his basketball IQ has jumped off the page. He sees well, or he seems well beyond what a normal NBA rookie is. Is that what jumped off the page to you, or was it something else that really impressed you enough to want him on your team? Man, I think the first time I really watched him going into his senior year, uh, I just think his uh, – I mean, there's a lot of things. But I think the number one thing, especially when you look at guard play, is just his pace of play. Yeah. You know, just really, really under control. Uh, could play at different speeds. Um, his pace was phenomenal. But then he had just this spirit about him and a smile and a love of the game that you could just see. And I just knew, you know, we've had some great personalities here over the years since I've been here and, you know, since I took over for Fred that that really had resonated in this community and with this fan base. Uh, I knew we needed another guy like that because we were losing some of those older guys. And I think that's the other thing that really resonated, you know, and then he passed it well and shot it well and did all those things. But I just think his personality and his pace of play were the two major things that really stuck out for me. Is Freshman season, played 35 games, started in 34 of them. Did he impress as quickly at the college level at Iowa State as he did with his transition to the NBA? Yeah, I think without a doubt. Um, I think uh, I had one of my assistants join our staff. Uh, that One of my assistants left, and then I had a, one of my new, uh, new assistants came on board that summer when Tyrese got here as a freshman. And so he hadn't seen Tyrese yet, and you know, when we would practice and, you know, have our team practices, you know, he said to me one day, he said, man, he goes, he's going to help us a lot, you know, and that's a, that, that was, you know, from day one there. Um, 
And then you look at his – he had to start the second game of the year because um, uh, he stepped in the starting role because of an injury mm-hmm. uh, to one of our other players. And the first game he started, uh, we beat Missouri here, and he played 40 minutes, and I didn't think one time about taking him out. Yep. And so I think he just kind of took off from there. Uh, I think he was very fortunate. It's kind of like situation there. You've got some guys on the – in your in your uh, organization, your team, there guys like Harrison Barnes, guys like he's familiar with that have been a, been a, been a pro for a long time and and handle themselves, you know, the right way. Uh, I think being around some older guys, Mariel Shayok, you know, Nick Weiler, Bab, some older guys really really helped him, you know, make that transition into into his freshman year. But yeah, he he was good from day one. The joke is his mom, I think, thought or. Somebody thought that we were going to maybe redshirt him. I was like, no, we're not redshirting you, man. You're going to play a lot. <laughs> so, um, you know, he, he was great from day one and obviously uh, was, was part of a championship team his freshman year, an NCAA tournament team. And then, like I said, unfortunately, sophomore year ended short. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by CBDMD. With the holidays finally behind us, it's time to catch up on some much-needed sleep. And even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done, our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to sleep harder than NBA media is sleeping on Tyrese Halliburton. Well, maybe not anymore. CBD PM blends 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep-promoting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And if you want to relax a little bit before bed, their new CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with Epsom, Deep Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bath into a luxury experience. And they're available in lavender or eucalyptus scents, as well as soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. I'm not afraid to admit it, I am a bath guy. Especially at the end of a long day or after a a long round of golf, CBDMD, these bath salts, make a world of difference. And to make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off of your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off of your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. At what point, if any point, did you know, was there an aha moment for you going, okay, this young man is NBA bound. He absolutely has a, a future in the NBA. I think you knew it, you know, as you started to watch him and be around him just because you've had other guards that had made that jump, mm-hmm. whether they left as, you know, freshmen or sophomores um, or seniors. you just been around him to where you can kind of, you know, pinpoint that um, – he's going to be he's going to be really good and he's going to play at the next level. Now when that was going to come, the the aha moment probably came. We got back from Maui, we played really well in Maui and we were playing well and scout came to the came to the gym and I've told the story several times, but and he's watching us play and we had really good players. Our guard play was terrific. You know, we had Mariel Shayok, we had Lindell Wigginton, we had Nick Weiler Babb. Um I don't want to leave anybody out. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh and then we had uh and obviously we had Halliburton. And so we get done practicing. I go over and talk to the scout, and he's complimenting the team and the players. And he said, hey, that kid right there? And he pointed at Tyrese. He goes, he'll be your highest draft pick, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, the way he interacts with his teammates, the way he accepts coaching, the way he allows people to, you know, talk to him 
and, and the way he follows follows your older guys and the spirit that he plays with and his skill level, you know, we, I'd take him right now. You know, and that was his freshman year. So I was like, all right, he's going to be gone. I said, let's just see if he's going to leave his freshman year or sophomore year. And, and to that point, he decided to stay for his sophomore year. Like you said, unfortunately, that, that season was cut short. But with the, the success of your program, the reputation of your program, what advantages do you feel that that gave him staying for that second year, waiting a little bit longer to enter into the draft? Do you think he would have had the same success that he's having early on this season had he come out his rookie year? Did that extra time help him? Yeah, I think it helped him for sure. We met at the end of his freshman year, and um, I, I told him, I said, hey, man, do you want to you go through the process, you know what I mean, and just go do workouts? And he had some things going um, that he just, you know, told me, hey, coach, no, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. Uh, I don't need to go through the process at all. I know what I want to do. I'm, I'm coming back. You know, I think he knew, you know, if he left, you know, from the feedback I got and talked with him that, you know, possibly late first round, early second is kind of what the buzz was, you know, after his freshman year. But, you know, I, I think he knew that it was the best best decision to come back uh, because of the opportunity to come back. He got to go to Nike camp, you know, where they only take, you know, 20 of the top kids in the country and you're able to play with, you know, the elite high school players, the elite college players, and then some NBA guys. And then he got to go play for Team USA, you know, in the under-19s and won a gold medal and had an eight assist, eight, eight assist to one turnover ratio. Uh, when he went and won gold medal over in Greece, uh, Coach Weber at Kansas State coached that team. And I think that gave him a ton of confidence coming back that um, that he, he belonged. And I just, you know, think he had a swagger. He's always played with a swagger, but I think that just kind of solidified him that, hey, I belong. And, you know, as the season went on, though, you know, we went to the Bahamas and you knew, like everybody says, man, did, did he ever tell you he was leaving? And I said, I don't know if we ever had that discussion. It was kind of really just understood that, you know, there's no reason for this kid to come back. You know, he's he's done all he can in college. He needs to go play at the, the highest level. Well, let me ask you from the coaching perspective, because I'm very curious about this. When he told you he was coming back for that sophomore season, how do you balance the excitement of, okay, I'm getting a, a player like this back. I'm excited to see what we can do with almost the, the pride and, and, and the desire to see him go to the next level and succeed at that level. How do you balance that? Well, I think you just stay in the moment. I think that's what him and his family did such a great job with. Uh, you know, we met early um, that September because we knew it was going to be a, it was good. There's going to be a lot of buzz around him all season long uh, with, you know, whether it's, you know, people wanting to represent him at the end of the year. Is he going to leave? Is he going to stay? you know, all those different things that these draft picks deal with. And so we wanted, we met early in that, that, that fall with him and his mom and dad and, and Tyrese to say, Hey, here's what, let's put a game plan together. Um, you know, here's what I envision for you. You know, what do you guys think? And I think we were all on the same page to where, Hey, if he has a great year that, that we need to go and, and play at the highest level. And he was fortunate to do so though. It was a shortened season. He did some really, really good things and, played really well, but I think the summer really cemented him that people knew that he was a phenomenal player. Uh, it's funny, you know, everybody tries to pick apart all these guys' games, you know, yep. it's their size, it's uh, how big are they, are they too thin, or is their body okay? Um, you know, man, his shot, and I just was like, people would call me, I said, hey, you know, you can analyze the shot all you want, but now the guy shot 40% from three two years in a row in the best league in the country. And 
he shot it his second year, 40%, as the number one guy in the scouting report. And so, you know, you can you can keep breaking his game down if you want, but the kid's going to impact your culture. He's going to impact your organization. He's going to impact your community, and he's going to be really, really freaking good. Um, he's about winning. He won a state championship in high school. Obviously, won a Big 12 championship as a freshman. Uh, me, you know, I always just say he's just a rock star. And my one kind of – he's just – he's going to be like I always say, he's going to be the governor of Wisconsin one day if he wants to <laughs> finish playing. It's. I'm so glad you brought that up, brought up his jump shot. Uh, one of the first questions I asked him after he was drafted by the Kings, I talked about the label of the draft classes as a weaker draft class and whether or not he takes that personally and he uses that uh, as motivation. And he answered right away, absolutely yes. And he said kind of similar things to what you were saying. They, they pick us apart. They, in a way, overanalyze us, but also kind of label us without fully understanding what kind of players we are and seeing what we can do, especially uh, at the at the highest level. And then he's talked about his jump shot too, how he's remembered what some scouts and some people have said about his jumper and how uh, he's used that as, as motivation. And look, he's shooting 40% from uh, the three-point line so far uh, in his rookie season, including a, a very high three-point percentage in the fourth quarter in crunch time with, with the game on the line. Uh, and what most impressed me about it is he's talked about using that as motivation, but he didn't do it in any kind of snarky or arrogant way like, look, these guys are idiots, I'm going to prove them all wrong. More just, let me show you what I can do, let my game do the talking. Uh, and that speaks volumes to me about Tyrese. Yeah, well, he's got great, you know, his parents did a phenomenal job with him. He's a humble kid. Um, you know, that's that's the one thing. It's, you know, it, it's funny how people analyze it, you know, over and over. My thing is, it, you know, does it go in? Yep. And it goes in a lot. And the thing that people you got to look at, too, is as you go to the NBA, you know, the spacing's even better there than it is in college. Um, you're playing with – the, the the most elite players, you know, in the world. And so guys are going to be able to get you the ball, you know, whether it's quicker or better. Um, and to where I, I just didn't see it really being an issue at all, you know, going forward, especially because he's 6'5". You know, he's not 5'11 or 5'9". He's 6'5 and got long, long arms. And so, um, you know, I'm proud to, to see him get jump right in there and continue to prove people wrong and, I think that's what, you know, guys like himself, you know, that have come here and, you know, had chips on their shoulder. I think they've they've gone on and not only done well here, but been able to do well at the professional level. Kings fans, your team is back in action tonight, taking on the Boston Celtics. No surprise that the Kings are an underdog in this game, but according to betonline.ag, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, the Kings are only two-point underdogs against Boston tonight. Are you going to take the Celtics minus two? Are you going to take the Kings plus two? Regardless, you can make money on tonight's game, and it doesn't just have to be the Kings game. You can bet on any of this NBA action tonight or any night. Uh, you can bet on the Super Bowl happening this weekend, including a ton of fun signs and prop bets, future bets, baseball, soccer, betonline.ag has it all. It's the one place that we trust for online sports gambling. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
with the strange circumstances of the draft, the season ending, months upon months upon months going by before the actual draft is held, and then a month after the draft, you're in training camp getting ready for the start of the season, a lot of people were concerned that because rookies didn't get summer league, because they didn't get a normal training camp, the process was different, that they would struggle and maybe it would take longer for them to get acclimated to the NBA. But Tyrese was on the floor in overtime in the the Kings' season-opening victory in Denver against the Nuggets, and he's been uh, just a a aspect or an important piece of this team uh, from the very beginning. Does that surprise you at all that Tyrese was able to handle that those circumstances as well as he has? No, he's way ahead of his time. You know, he's he's, he's he uh, you know he came back. Uh, we played Oklahoma in football here in September, October. He came back, and, man, he looked really, really good. He, he was in the gym across the street just because with COVID and everything. They, we can't have – you could only have certain people in your practice facility. And so he was across the street working out and popped over there to see him. And, man, he looked good. I thought his body looked good. He looked strong. He looked as good as I'd seen him um, since I knew him. And so I, I knew he'd be able to – he just picks up on things so well. So I knew he'd be able to – you know, uh, you know, really just step right in there and, and have an easy transition to the NBA uh, because he's obviously, I think he's got great, great skill and great basketball IQ. And those are the two biggest things you got to have. And he's a competitive kid. A couple more for you, Coach, and thank you so much for taking the time. This is a real pleasure. Um, you, you talked about the the partnership uh, developing and, and the thoughts that they would fit well together. I'm talking about De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. From your mind, your coaching perspective, imagine having those two pieces together. What do you think those two could do, and what would you do with them? I imagine you'd have a field day with those two guys on your roster. Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't know De'Aaron Fox at all, but you know, I uh, I would we didn't recruit him at all, but I watched him a ton and saw him a ton at Kentucky. Man, I just I love he plays with such he can really get the ball from free throw line to free throw line and plays with such a great great pace and you know he's got great speed um, and that's why I just thought those guys you know if Fox has the ball you know Tyrese can play off the ball um, and he's willing he's kind of Tyrese is a guy that's hey what what do you need coach you need me here I used to joke with him as a freshman. You know, I mean, what position are you? Because we played four guards, so he'd be all over the place. You know, he <laughs> he never really initiated offense that year. He played play the two, the three. You know, we would say the four spot. It's more just about where you are on the floor. Uh, but I just thought those guys. Uh, obviously, I think any coach would love to coach both those guys. And so Luke's probably having a lot of fun with that. Uh, both really, really competitive kids. Both have great, great feel and basketball skill and IQ. And um, and both, you know, have made great transitions to the NBA. And, you know, in Sacramento's, you know, slowly putting together some really, really good young pieces, hovering, you know, I think right around 500, close to 500 right now. Yep. And, you know, um, when you look at where the East and the West are now, I mean, a lot of teams are kind of log jammed right in there. Uh, you know, there's only a couple, two or three outlier teams right now, maybe four. And so I'm excited to see what they can do to, yeah, it's kind of like we're, we're through the first quarter of the season, what they can do as they move into the, to the second quarter. 
Well, Coach, to provide a little bit of context, Sacramento, there's pretty low expectations for this Kings team as a whole, making a change, a general manager change, and starting kind of a soft rebuild, deciding who's part of the core and who's not. They committed a bunch of money to De'Aaron Fox. McNair drafted Tyrese, and the expectation this year kind of going in was, okay, this team's probably not going to be very good, but give Fox and Tyrese as much time together. Let's see how good Tyrese is, uh, and then see where we're at for next season and, and the season after, and suddenly here the Kings are, 9-11. They've had defensive struggles, but also uh, have impressed with some big wins over some big teams, have won four out of their last five heading into tonight's game uh, against the Boston Celtics. And then going back to the draft process, speaking of the labels, one of the things you hear people talk a lot about is, is ceilings. What is a guy's ceiling? And I guess I'll ask you that in, in kind of a strange way, because I don't know if Halliburton really has a ceiling. So I'll ask you, what is the farthest that Halliburton can go at the NBA level in your mind? Man, I tell you what, and I haven't watched a ton now. I, I just kind of follow guys through the box score and watch a little bit. I knew he played well really – I knew he played well one night because his dad texted me about midnight. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, let me check the box score. He must have played well tonight. And so, uh, you know, once you guys get around his parents, man, they're 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 great. His dad is uh, his dad is a character. And so, um, you know, um, you know, I, I start. I got off on a tangent. I'm sorry, and 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 got away from your, your main question there. Can you say that one more time? Yeah, no problem. And we, to your point, we got the opportunity to meet uh, Tyrese's dad after the. After the draft, uh, he came in and, and gave Tyrese a, a, a kiss on the side of the head while he was doing his, his yeah, post-draft yeah. interviews. And then Tyrese, all the all the media wanted him to come back so we could talk to him a little bit. So we've already met and understand a little bit of, of Tyrese's dad. Uh, but the question was just with the, the ceiling label, how far you think Tyrese oh, yeah. can go at the NBA you know, I level? Just, yeah, um, just from watching, and again, man, he just looks like he belongs. His body looks great. And... When you look at NBA Rookie of the Month already, and I think one of his goals, obviously he wants to make the, the playoffs and everything like that and be a part of a great, great team. Uh, but obviously when you talk apart from the individual side, you know, put himself in a position when Rookie rookie of the Year. And I think that's without question a major reality. I mean, he's going to have a great, great chance to do that. But it, the way he's transitioned, I was talking to somebody the other day, you know, he's going to have an opportunity – you know, to be a legit, legit bona fide NBA pro and put himself in a position to be, you know, an all-star, you know, and how many times that, that may be, if that's two or three, or has that become, you know, multiple time NBA all-star. But I just think, you know, he's got a chance, man, to really, really cement himself as a really, really good, good player in the NBA and a guy that, you know, he's a loyal guy that, could become one of the king's favorites um you know for a long long time but i think he's i think his ceiling is without question becoming an nba all-star one day you know um he's just got it man I, i've said that from day one with him he's he's got something we, we not everybody has he's been blessed with it and he's taken it and run with it 
Well, Coach, I got to tell you, he's already a fan favorite here in Sacramento, and there are even a a lot of Kings fans that are very uh, thankful for you and for uh, Iowa State basketball, paying attention to Iowa State basketball because of the great job that you have done uh, with Tyrese getting him ready to to be so successful at the NBA level. Excited to see where his career goes. I hope for the opportunity to be able to talk to you again maybe years down the line when Tyrese is at that all-star level or hopefully leading the Kings to uh, some playoff appearances and championship appearances which haven't happened for quite some time, as I'm sure you know. Uh, But thank you for being willing to uh, appear on the podcast here today. It's a pleasure talking to you. Best of luck with this season and future seasons, uh, and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, thanks so much. Well, you guys got a great fan base. You know, I grew up or watched a ton when it was Weber and and Bibby and and Divac and all those great players that you guys had and uh, Jay Williams and uh, Jason Williams and and so um, hopefully we can get back to that because that is it. You've got a great, great loyal and, and been passionate fan base out there. So thanks for your time and then good luck tonight against Boston. Wow, what a treat it was to have Coach Prome here on the Locked On Kings podcast. I hope to be able to do it again. Such phenomenal context and insight on Tyrese Halliburton and his great journey uh, to the NBA through Iowa State. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. If you want to respond to anything that Coach said, anything that we discussed, please do so on Twitter at Matt George Radio. Uh, feel free to email me any questions and comments that you have. Uh, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. And also, if you're looking for a college basketball team to support, Iowa State seems like a great program to follow. We owe them at least a little bit of love for the phenomenal job that they did with Tyrese Halliburton getting him ready for the NBA. A little bit of a heads up, I am taking the next two days off of work and off of the podcast for personal reasons, but I'm going to do my best to record a podcast after tonight's Kings and Celtics game. Regardless of the result, I'll try and record it from home, So if you listen to it tonight after the game, it'll be a bonus podcast for you on this Wednesday. Or if you listen to it tomorrow, I guess it takes the place of a normal Thursday podcast. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I get that out for you so you don't have to wait four straight days without some Locked on Kings content. If there's a Sacramento Kings fan in your life that doesn't already listen to Locked on Kings, or maybe they do, but it's only every once in a while, make sure they listen to today's episode to hear Coach Prohm's comments on Tyrese Halliburton. Share it with your friends. Share it to anybody who doesn't yet believe in Tyrese, even after winning the Western Conference Rookie of the Month Award. And if you could leave a review of this Locked on Kings podcast, that would be awesome. Best place to do that is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars. Leave a little blurb at the bottom if you'd like about what it is about the Locked on Kings podcast that you like so much and why you would encourage others to listen. And of course, please stay safe, stay healthy, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Until then, enjoy tonight's Kings and Celtics game. I'll speak to you very soon. My name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.